You, you, you are listening. You are listening. You are listening to the Fly Fishing ninety seven podcast. You probably won't go too far with one good idea. You have to be continuous and keep pushing ideas along. You have to engage social media. That's a must nowadays. If you're not going to engage in social media, you know, like what are you doing? Yeah, you know, yeah, you're probably not going to go too far. But um, you know that this R five started. Uh, <laughs> it actually started as a different name back in the day. I had uh, I had been at a trade show, uh, an oil and gas trade show in Calgary, probably seven years ago, and I came back and uh, out fishing with a buddy, and I said, you know, there's this food truck there, and it had this symbol logo on it and i thought it was really cool you know it was i don't i can't even remember exactly what it was it was like a couple of things crossed over each other with some letters around it you know symbolizing whatever the name of the food truck was and a rooster or something i said you know i think i can do something with that and uh started kind of messing around and and producing some you know some different logo designs and then that kind of went on for a year or two and made a couple of hats and uh you know it was just me and me and my buddy clay wearing them kind of joking around like yeah one day we're gonna do this one day we'll start you know r5 haha or i think at that time we were calling it blackwater fishing gear and um you know it was always just a, a continuation of every every time we went out we'd talk about this and we'd you know we'd laugh and we'd come up with new ideas or yeah we're gonna do this and and so eventually it was uh I had kind of gotten a little bit more serious about it and uh, started, you know, driving into it a bit and figured out, you know, I don't, didn't really like the blackwater fishing gear. You know, there's too many, too many other companies using blackwater something, something as a company name. And uh, that's what kind of drove me to figure out the, the R5 and, and the logo and then really start churning out some of the ideas that uh, I had and that we had talked about and, started producing some stuff and getting it all together and then from that point um i got uh, i got a little bit of a windfall through through work you know things went well and um just had a little bit of mad money and started looking into this and uh i was already working with a web developer for for another project and i said hey are, are you you know do you do e-com and she said yeah absolutely and she's been uh, she's been absolutely great and and developed the website for me and she continues to help with stuff and uh it was i think maybe a month and a half ago so i think it was like right around the beginning of september that uh finally took it live and uh got it up and running and so i haven't been you know i haven't been going really hard at the promotion because obviously I've got a day job just trying to figure things out now and uh but, you know, it's, it's definitely starting to take hold. The Fly Fishing 97 podcast is powered by theflycrate.com, your source for all things fly fishing, and Wait For It Films. For action-packed fly fishing videos and camera-related content, check out Wait For It Films on YouTube. Based out of British Columbia, Wait For It Films can also be found on the web at www.thewaitcreativeco.com. Get ready for the 2023 fly fishing season with the Fly Crate. We have hundreds of trout, bass, panfish, and saltwater flies, ranging from the classic elk hair caddis to jigged Euro nymphs. 
Join thousands of other fly anglers who fish with the fly crate. Listeners of the Fly Fishing 97 podcast get 10% off their first order. Plus, receive free shipping on all U.S. orders over $45. Order today. Go to www.theflycrate.com and use the promo code FLYFISH97 to save 10%. Welcome to this edition of the Fly Fishing 97 podcast. Really happy you're joining us this time around, and we're going to do what we love to do. That's dive down rabbit holes, streams, rivers, lakes, talk fly fishing, and find out why people are coming on the water from all over this planet chasing chasing fins and tying flies and uh in this case we're going to talk a little fly fishing inspired apparel we've got andrew kling on the line he's out of chilliwack british columbia canada he has r5 we're going to talk all things r5 we're going to talk about his fly fishing story but andrew thanks for uh sharing some time today i, I appreciate it oh for sure thanks mark i appreciate you having me on the show I always like to start the show off with a little bit of your history. So um, tell me a little bit about how perhaps you kind of came to discover fly fishing and, uh, you know, walk me through a few maybe of your, your influences. Yeah, well, you know, I've, uh, <laughs> I've been around fishing my entire life. You know, it's always been a passion. Started real early. Uh, my dad and my grandpa used to take me out bar fishing. You know, I've lived in Chilliwack my entire life, so... I've been around the Fraser, around the Vetter, Chehalis, and uh, yeah, I used to go out fishing with my my dad and my grandpa in the uh, in the Vetter on the canal, doing some bar fishing. We'd get out in the boat sometimes and do some trolling, and then that turned, you know, later in life turned into a passion for drift fishing in the rivers around here. Um, you know, have to you know, living in Chilliwack, you have to fish these rivers. They're they're in your backyard, so right. Um, yeah. Fished the better for a long time uh, until probably my late 20s, uh, mid, mid late 20s, uh, had our first, my wife and I had our first kid and uh, life kind of took over from that point. You know, you're trying to build a, a career, make sure that you've got uh, your family taken care of. So fishing time becomes a little less opportune and yeah, so fishing kind of dropped away for a while for me, uh, focused on career and family for, you know, the better part of 10 years. And then uh, as as the kids got older and, you know, sports didn't take the, the front seat as much and there was a little bit more uh, leisure time, uh, I got out again a little bit more. And uh, a friend of mine uh, who was, interestingly enough, uh, he was reporting to me at our job that we worked at uh, we were colleagues and I was the supervisor and he had come to me one day and said hey do you mind if I take a week off um, I'm gonna go fly I said whoa wait uh, yeah absolutely for sure you can take that time off but tell me a little bit more about what you're doing and so we got to talking and uh, I said okay well I'll make you a deal you can have a week off, but next year I got to come with you. And uh, <laughs> the, fo- the following year, uh, I was I was introduced to fly fishing, and uh, that was about ten years ago. Hmm. And uh, I haven't looked back since. It was probably the uh, the fastest conversion to uh, a passion of a sport I've ever had. Within I would say six months, I was fully outfitted with boat, motor, trailer, fly rods, everything to everything to get myself on the water self-sufficiently. It took six months from the first day I went fly fishing. I'm thinking you just was... downsized the dink float. You, you know, <laughs> you, you took her down to an yeah. indie. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. It was, uh, it was, a, it was a pretty, you know, the learning to cast was the biggest, the biggest challenge, but um, you know, 90% of the fish are caught within 20 to 30 feet of your boat. So as long as you can get it out there far enough and be patient, you're yeah. going to get something. And that was, that was all it took. Um, cool. Why, why was, don't you uh, throw, throw a few names at us? So like who's kind of, I, I, mentor is a funny word for me. I, I struggle with it sometimes, but like if you had to name some names that kind of inspired you and it doesn't have to be people you, you know, like it could be, you know, uh, the Brian Chans of the world or um, like, where did you kind of get your skill set from, if that makes sense on the water? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm going to give a big shout out to my best friend, uh, Clay Harrison. Uh, he was the guy that uh, inspired me to go fly fishing and, um, I haven't looked back since then, but you know, from that, from that point forward, there has been an absolute deluge of inspiration. Um, you know, once we're living in an age where, you know, social media is, you know, all around us and there's no lack of, uh, great talent and inspiration, you know, out there on social media. So mm -hmm. all it takes is, you know, you pick up your, pick up your device and have a look and the next thing you know, you're picking up something new that maybe you weren't sure of previously and that comes in all forms you know obviously the the stillwaters crew was uh, probably the, the entire page that that entire community there's not one single person that i can say was more influential than the next it was mm. every day there's something new something valuable that i'm seeing on that page and uh you know i really value that community they're a great bunch yeah amen for sure love it all right, let's take some time to get to know you in, in your neighborhood. So I'm uh, pretty familiar with the Chilliwack area. Um, yeah. I, you know what? We used to fish the Chehalis a lot, uh, the Harrison, the, the Vetter, uh, along with the, seems like the rest of Vancouver, right? But yeah, it's probably, is it a little nice for you, just out of curiosity, to get away sometimes from, from, from the city and kind of hit some of the interior stills? It, it really is. And that's, I think that's one of the, you know, there, there's always a lot of things I like about it, but that's one of the, the top attractions to it is being able to get away from, I guess I would say the chaos, um, you know, going back to talking about fishing the better, you know, I spent a lot of time out there uh, in my twenties and I saw that river get excessively busy after a while. And uh you know, it was it was disappointing in the sense that um, decorum really started to go downhill. There was a lot of lack of etiquette. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's widely known and uh, infamous at this point, yeah. I would say, the better. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. you know, just, uh, just you know, separating myself from that and uh, being able to, you know, take that time just to drive up to the interior, get on the water. Hmm. And, you know, even a busy day is not that busy on any given lake in the interior. Um, you know, I've been at, I've been at Roche. Uh, everybody knows Roche. Everybody knows it can be busy. And even, even a day where there's 30, 40, 50 boats on the water, that's still not as bad as the better. So, um, you got space, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's always somewhere you can go. You can always go take a break and sit at your campsite, you know, yeah. sit by the fire, go back out an hour later. And there's always somewhere to be and there's always fish there's always you know there's always fun to be had so yeah well i do said. really really value that i i totally agree and i think that 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 to me is one of the big attractions of of lakes because you've got room out there 
once you know how to read a river a little bit, there's sections of the water that you maybe don't want to waste your time, right? And then mm-hmm. and, and it's like yep. those sections where you know the fish are holding, especially when it comes to salmon that are pushing through. You can yes. usually, uh, you know, that's where it's super busy. But why don't we, okay, so let's put this in your mind. So you're leaving, you're leaving home. You got your truck uh, all gassed up, ready to go. You're headed to your favorite lake. What is playing in the truck on the way there, music-wise? <laughs> yeah, so uh, I am a diehard metal fan um, since a very young age. You know, uh, you know, pre pre ten years old. Uh, I had an uncle that lived with us, and I used to steal his ACDC cassette tapes and, and eight tracks, and yeah. I love that. And just from there, it just kept going. And uh, today. The first thing that goes, you know, from my from my playlist onto the stereo as I head out in the morning is usually Slayer. I get that out of the way right away. You can, <laughs> if you if you've been to my website, you know I'm influenced by Slayer. Yeah, so. it's it's obvious <laughs> with with a couple <laughs> a couple of your designs. I love it. Yeah, for sure. So that one that one's always the first thing to go on. Um, but. Um, there's always a part where, you know, I'm cruising up usually from hope to merit in that section on the Coquihalla. I've got a Def Leppard playlist that is always on every time I'm on that stretch of road, Def Leppard's playing. Really? That's I've uh, never heard that before. A playlist for a stretch. <laughs> That's new. Yeah. It's, huh. it's, uh, you know, I don't know. It just, it, it suits the mood. I've got, uh, you know, about an hour to get through that section. It's just the right <laughs> length and it just works. We're talking hysteria. Then, We're talking high and dry. We're talking pyromania. Man, all, all of it, okay. all of it. Um, right. you know, I'm i I'm a sucker for, for ease sometimes. And, uh, the Apple iTunes essentials, that one just, it covers all the good stuff. It's got, uh, you know, it's got hysteria. It's got pyromania. Yeah. fooling it's all there it's all good right on <laughs> yeah okay so but, now uh, you're you're almost you know, through the canyon here <laughs> like, yeah like... yeah so you know i i as i as i uh matured call it um you know my music tastes blossomed a little bit and uh, it could be you know by the time i'm you know getting to getting to the interior to merit i could be on to morgan wallen uh-huh. i could be on to drake I could be on to Adele. It, it's it's everywhere. Yeah. So you know, it's just you know what what is the you know what's the mood? What's the weather like? It all kind of plays into what's going on on the stereo next. I love it. That's diverse. Yeah. And I, I think that's music. It's it's it suits a mood. You know, some some yeah. people just they they listen to classic rock or they listen to country or they listen to metal. But I think it's pretty cool when you can mix it up and kind of just be okay with that, right? Yeah, for sure. And you know, I'm really, I'm really driven to listen to good vocalists. You know, every everybody has their their taste, their thing. Some guys really like to listen to you know good guitarists, but I'm really inspired by great vocalists. And uh, Chris Cornell, R.I.P. Yeah, man was a- an absolute beauty. His voice is above the rest. You know, I love love Soundgarden, love his solo stuff. Just you know, awesome. Good stuff. Right on. So let's talk patterns. When you finally get there and you're tying something on your tippet, I mean, I, I always like to ask a go-to fly pattern you can't live without. I mean, I, I know that's a hard question, but w- what do you reach for a lot? Oh, Mark, let's see. 
Uh, you know, I, I've got a quarterback in my box, and that is my red and black leech. And uh, uh. that that guy, I have not gone wrong with that fly. You know, it, it, at some point in the day, it will usually get something, whether it's first thing in the morning, last light. As long as it's in the box, and it's that confidence fly. You know, you've got that yeah. you've got that fly. Everybody has one in their box that when things are going wrong you reach for the confidence flyer. It's slow. You reach for that confidence flying. You tie that on and you just get that feeling that, you know, it's going to go, it's going to go. And sure enough, it usually goes. And is, then is it balanced? I got to ask, is it balanced or traditional? Uh, or what's going on? It's there? traditional. It's traditional. Um, so a while ago I was, I was looking around for some new, new tying materials and, uh, I got onto fire hole outdoors and, uh, I really like what they've got to offer. They've got just some real awesome uh, tungsten beads. They've got these really solid matte colored beads that they offer. And uh, the color holds like, you know, you know how some beads you can get the, the paint will chip off these things. Yeah. They must be powder coated or something because that, that color just holds and it's so rich. Um, and I use their barbless hooks. They they've got a really good complement of barbless hooks as well. And I've been really impressed with them. So I usually tie that. They've got like a, a jig hook style, um, but I tie that traditional instead of uh, instead of tying the balanced leech on it. And uh, it's it's been my go-to for the better part of three years now. I love it. Yeah, that's I'm I'm the same. For me, it's black and blue. Black and red. Yeah. I mean, I got, trust me, I got plenty of black and red ones too. <laughs> but, yeah, the old police car. So I assume you're probably spending more than a little time at Pacific Rivers Outfitters. Where do you go to talk fishing when you're not out there? Like, is there a store? Is there a shop locally? Um, is, is it social media for you? If you're not in your waders or in your boat, where are you getting your fix? Yeah, for me, it's it's going to be social media. Um, living in Chilliwack, it's not the best fly fishing culture. You know, given that we have so many rivers, the you know, the, and and sturgeon fishing, there there's sturgeon fishing, salmon fishing. Those all take top top precedence in this town before fly fishing. So, um, you know, heading out towards Michael and Youngs or or anything out towards the city, or then turning east and heading the other way, it just on a day to day, it's not, it's not conducive for me. So social media is where I go to get my fix. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, great community, great people, or I just pick up the phone and I call one of my buds and we just talk through a few things, you know, yeah. figure out, you know, if we're going out this weekend, where are we going? What have you heard? What do you think? What mm-hmm. do you think we should tie up? And, uh, we kind of go from there. Let's talk sports. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Who, who are you pulling for? Are you a hockey, football, baseball, basketball? What's kind of, what's, what's uh, you your know, sport? Who's your team? Uh, nowadays it's the, the Seahawks, the, uh, our, our, our Vancouver Canucks 2011 team crushed, absolutely crushed my spirit for hockey. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, I feel like I, <laughs> I won't say, I won't say that I don't know what's going on in the, in the world of hockey and with the Vancouver Canucks. But, uh, I certainly, uh, don't, I don't give it the same kind of attention that I used to. And, uh, the Seahawks have really got my attention over the past uh, decade or so. Um, you know, I was watching, I think two seasons before they won the, uh, the Super Bowl in 2013. Yeah. And, 
what a, what a you know what an amazing team. I just uh, we just actually finished watching the uh, Legion of Boom on YouTube, yeah. uh, which was really cool. You know, behind the scenes of that 2013 season, winning the Super Bowl. What a what a great bunch of guys. It just you know that was such an exciting time to watch football, and uh, you know it's it's a bit of a different landscape for them today, but. You know, all in. Uh, I'm really impressed with with Geno Smith and the role that he's taken on. Yeah. Um, you know, he's filled those shoes that Russ left, and uh, you know, we've got guys like uh, DK Metcalf. What a monster that guy yeah. is! Yeah, he is. Absolute. Oh man, the uh, you know, going back a couple of seasons when they had that uh, that pick six and Blue Baker was you know he was taken off downfield, heading for a touchdown. And DK just ran him down, absolutely ran him down and caught him right at, you know, like the 10 yard line, just stopped that, sh- shut it down cold. Yeah. Well, you guys, it's such a well-coached team too, as much as I'm going to, between you and I, sometimes Pete Carroll sometimes gets me going, I get, but you're also talking to a Broncos fan. So I got, oh, I got my man. reasons. I got more yeah. than, I got lots of reasons, but the guy knows football. <laughs> he knows how to coach and, and, uh, yeah. I think it starts there, right? He's got a system, yeah. and and he he's uh he seems to really support his team more than any coach that I've seen recently. Yeah, for sure. Like what what a what an absolute amount of energy for you know for a guy his age. He oh, is unbelie- yeah. He's unbelievable. You know, seventy plus years old. Yeah, he's out there running up and down the sidelines. You know, like he like he's. 30 you know i've never seen anything like it and i you know it's inspiring i hope that uh i'm able to still move like that when i get to his age well you must be younger because you said 2011 bothered you with the canucks try 94 <laughs> and 82 it's I, like, I was there right I, I was in front of the tv in 82 and i was in front of the uh, tv in 94 yeah. actually not 94 i was uh, i was graduating that year and uh of all things, I came down with chicken pox uh, right during the the start of the playoffs, and so I couldn't go to school. I could, you know, I was lucky. I, I still gratted, but you know, the best part of having chicken pox was I got to sit in front of the TV and watch the entirety of the playoffs. Every you know, every yeah. game that was televised. That's that was just I couldn't go anywhere, so I just got to watch all of the playoffs. I just remember the old Canuckmobile uh, going to New York, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah, what a you know, just another another heartbreak. But yeah, you know, we're used to it. One of the yeah, exactly. One of these days, one of these days, you know, like any good Vancouver Canuck fan, we hold out you know that desperate hope that something will happen and we'll see it before we're gone. <laughs> I, I see. When we started this podcast, I think they were two and zero. Oh, now I think they're two and two. So yeah, lost. Well, it was a good Tampa tonight. Yeah, it was a good way to start the season, though that eight and one win again, eight eight one win over Edmonton. Yeah, you don't see that every day. Right? Yeah, but uh, okay, enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> What's the biggest lesson you've learned on the water or off? Just basically, what's the takeaway from fly fishing for you? Like, is there something that it brings to you or teaches you? It uh, it really reinforces patience. For me, um, you know, in my in my everyday life, uh, I try really hard to have patience, and then, you know, in in every facet of everyday life, if you can exercise patience, you know, good things happen. But 
I don't think there's anywhere that it's more prevalent than than fishing and especially still water fishing because you know you cast it and if you're indicator fishing you cast it out there and you're not going to catch fish if your line's in the air so you got to let it soak you just got to sit there and be patient and, and decide you know when is the right time if nothing's happening when is the right time to move it because it's inevitably you take your attention off that indicator for a second you look back and it's gone you've missed the bite so it's like you have to be patient you have to just dial in and, and kind of go into a zone where you, you push everything else out and you just kind of sit there and zen zen out on the situation yeah amen i feel that and it's yeah. just good for clicking the brain off too right it is yeah you put everything else away and you just you know it, it's just good to be out i love that saying it's just good to be out let's talk about jobs i, I always like jumping into your career because i know i know <laughs> yeah. this is a side hustle r5 but i know it's yes. it's, it's a passion project and and uh, it seems to be doing really well for you and we'll dig into that in, mm-hmm. a, mo- in a moment but day to day what's the bread and butter what are you doing uh what's the day job yeah so day to day is uh, i'm vice president of projects for uh, a company called Toralta hydrogen solutions and we're we're a hydrogen project developer, so we're we're leading that uh, that charge to decarbonize basically industry or uh, vehicular fueling. We we create hydrogen as a fuel source as an alternative to fossil fuels, hmm. and uh, super interesting. And uh, I am very fortunate enough to say that it is it is you know after you know thirty plus years. In as in working, you know, conditions, I have found my my favorite, my best job to date. That's great. I love I love hearing that. How how did you come into that career, if you don't mind me asking? Hmm. Like, was that a was that a transition, or was it like a just a slow evolution? Yeah, no, it was. Uh, so interestingly enough, the the ownership group of this company, uh, I've worked for that ownership group in the past uh, in different companies, and. Um, like like most of your podcasts where you follow you, you know you ask about the best job and you follow with the worst job yeah. these two are these two subjects are linked and uh i had just left the worst job i had ever had to find the best job that i've ever had <laughs> that i'm in now and um yeah it was just serendipitous um the one of the one of the guys that worked at Toronto before i started with them was a friend of mine and uh, he had uh, he had been talking to me and telling me what uh, what he was up to. And it, it's a new spinoff company, so you know there's only a few people in the company. And he said, you know, I think there's a spot for you here. You know, it really suits you know what you do. And I said, timing is perfect. Let's let's talk more because I'm done. You know, I'm done with this place. It's been a it's been a rocky road, and it didn't live up to expectations. And I'm ready to move. And, you know, like, like any, like any job, you know, I had, I think three interviews and, uh, I was, I was on my way. I was moving from worst job ever into best job ever. And, uh, I haven't looked back since, you know, it's been, it's been a, it's been an awesome ride. It's been just over 18 months. I've been here with the, with this company and man, amazing. 
the the things that we're the things that we're doing and things we're seeing it's just it's great that's awesome sounds like you're uh you're you're in a good spot i love hearing that and i think this will sound weird but i think that's a perfect time to do a side hustle because it's a passion project you got your bread and butter there's not as yep. much at risk, right? If, if if that's all you're doing, it's like, this better make it. <laughs> and I know it will. <laughs> so let's yeah. talk Let's talk about R5, because for those that don't know it, uh, it is a, let's say, a fly fishing inspired brand, fly fishing apparel. We've got Andrew Kling on the line out of Chilliwack, BC. Um, look them up. Um, it's uh, www.r5.com. Com. Uh, now, actually, maybe we, should we spell that out? Like, is it R five or is it R? How do, yeah. how do we find so your that, website? <laughs> yeah. So you know, I gave I gave that some some I don't know maybe overthought at this point, but you know we'll see how it plays out in the end. Um, the idea was to be a little bit creative and have R and then the the number five replace F in the word five. So it's it's R the number five I B E dot com. And uh, that, you know, again, that could be just me being a little over creative on that, but I thought it would be, you know, at the end of the day, something that would be easy to remember right. after, you know, after a while. Um, but all that is just born from, you know, trying to find, trying to find something that was, you know, synonymous with British Columbia and still water fishing and, you know, staring, staring at my regulations book for a little while. And I, you know, I kept looking at region five, region five and went, Oh, Ah. R5, R5. Okay. Yeah. I wrote it and, you know, scribbled it on a piece of paper, stared at it for a bit and said, that's it. I like it. <laughs> so we're talking essentially in, in my brain, a lot of good swag. So a lot of clothing, um, <laughs> yeah. hoodies, tees, hats. I, you've got some pretty cool, um, like kind of brands within the brand, like the Ace of Spades, Bobber, Dropper, Crosshairs, Double, Double, yeah. very, um, like kind of, I think you mentioned to me kind of pop culture, but also when you see the the, the slogan Panask, there's people are only going to know that who know. You know what I mean? Like with yeah, <laughs> I saw yeah. that. I'm like, I've never seen that written down on anything before. Um, I love it. It is also my favorite strain, by the way. Right on. Yeah, yeah, and some some things, you know, a, a lot of those. Um, I think you know the way I look at it is there's a lot of people, you know, trying to do what I'm doing right now. And we're, we're all out there, you know, most everybody's got a passion project. There's a lot of effort and a lot of heart going into this. So we're all competing for call it a, a small, a small market share. You know, we're all trying to find how we can appeal to, to the people that we want to be with. You know, we want to be in our community. We want to be appealing to everybody. So, you know, I, I look at it as, you know, I have a logo and I could do 10, 12 different versions of that logo, or I could, you know, flex my creative muscle and, uh, you know, take, you know, my logo is there, but it's not the, it's not the centerpiece of that design. Right. And uh, a lot of those designs, <laughs> those come from hours and hours of sitting in a boat and just laughing and talking through ridiculous <laughs> situations and just, Hey, yeah. What if we did this? What if it was that? And, and just laughing, laughing until there's tears coming down sometimes at the ideas that we come up with. And obviously, you know, what's, what you see on the website are the, the best, 
of the ideas, the ones that are laying on the cutting room floor. <laughs> those are the ones that get the biggest laughs and uh, probably never see the day, the light of day with those ones. But, but uh, I, talk to me about like, what made you start this? Like what I, I'm curious, I like talking like tipping points. Like I'm sure you're yeah. sitting around with a buddy in a boat or you're sitting having a beer. Like what, yeah. when did this discussion kind of, originate and 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 what made oh. you follow through you know like the follow through yeah. a lot of us get ideas but uh i mean think how many people actually follow through on them yeah and and that's where you know it takes it takes a lot of you know as much as the sort of e-com industry is it's easy to get into nowadays and it's low investment which is great it allows so many people to come into it and be creative but once you're in the door, you know, at a low investment, uh, at a low effort to get in the door, that's when the real work starts. And you have to have continuation. You know, you, you can come in with one good idea, but you probably won't go too far with one good idea. You have to be continuous and keep pushing ideas along. You have to engage social media. That's a must nowadays. If you're not going to engage in social media, you know, like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, you're probably not going to go too far, but, um, you know that this r5 started uh it actually started as a different name back in the day i had uh i had been at a trade show uh an oil and gas trade show in calgary probably seven years ago and i came back and uh out fishing with a buddy and i said you know there's this food truck there and it had this symbol logo on it and i thought it was really cool you know it was i don't i can't even remember exactly what it was it was like a couple of things crossed over each other with some letters around it you know symbolizing whatever the name of the food truck was and a rooster or something i said you know i think i can do something with that and uh started kind of messing around and and producing some you know some different logo designs and then that kind of went on for a year or two and made a couple of hats and uh you know it was just me and me and my buddy clay wearing them kind of joking around like yeah one day we're gonna do this one day we'll start you know, R5, haha, or I think at that time we were calling it Blackwater Fishing Gear. And, um, you know, it was always just a, a continuation of every every time we went out, we'd talk about this and we'd, you know, we'd laugh and we'd come up with new ideas or, yeah, we're going to do this. And, and so eventually it was, uh, I had kind of gotten a little bit more serious about it and uh, started, you know, driving into it a bit and figured out, you know, I don't, didn't really like, the blackwater fishing gear, you know, there's too many, too many other companies using blackwater something, something as a company name. And uh, that's what kind of drove me to figure out the, the R5 and, and the logo, and then really start churning out some of the ideas that uh, I had and that we had talked about and started producing some stuff and getting it all together. And then from that point, um, I got uh, I got a little bit of a windfall through through work, you know, things went well and um, just had a little bit of mad money and started looking into this and uh, I was already working with a web developer for for another project and I said, "Hey, are, are you, you know, do you do e-com?" And she said, "Yeah, absolutely." And she's been uh, she's been absolutely great and and developed the website for me and she continues to help with stuff and uh, it was, I think, maybe a month and a half ago. So I think it was like right around the beginning of September that uh, finally took it live and uh, got it up and running. 
And so I haven't been, you know, I haven't been going really hard at the promotion because obviously I've got a day job, just trying to figure things out now. And, uh, but you know, it's, it's definitely starting to take hold and I'm really happy with the, you know, the support that I'm getting uh, from, from everybody from, you know, my number one from my wife, you know, having, yeah. having a supportive Having a supportive that, spouse partner is super important. important. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, right down to, you know, all my friends that are in this and, and meeting new people like uh, Trevor and Stanton. I was going to say, you I know, saw but, Stanton wearing your panache hat and I, <laughs> Trevor. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good yeah. Stuff. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, again, it goes back to the community, talking to those people. Everybody's just so open and nice and willing to help. And, uh, so it really makes it awesome. Yeah. I love it. Good stuff. So I'm, I'm really curious about the creative process. Uh, like when you're coming up with designs, is it like walk us through that? Because are you just sitting down on your own trying to come up with these? Or are you hashing it out with, with your buddy? I think you said Andrew. Is that no clay clay? Sorry. Yeah. Your buddy. Yeah. Clay. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, you know, I think I've got uh, I've got a lot of stuff churning in my head, and uh, it can it can literally be, you know, eleven o'clock at night. I should be probably going to bed, but I come and sit down at the you know at the design table here and and, and just start trying to get something out of my head that's that's rattling around in there. Yeah. Or it could be it could be four or five in the morning. You know, I can't sleep, so I get up and uh, you know brew some coffee you know spice it up with some baileys and come sit down and, and try and get whatever's rattling around in my head out and uh formulate it into an idea do you remember and... the first time that you were walking either through say a mall an airport a fly shop and you saw somebody wearing your stuff and you went hey <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it was uh it was pretty inspiring you know i did i didn't want to be that uh that weirdo that runs up and, and, and you know, Shanghai surprise the surprise of the person. But uh, yeah, it's, it, you know, given, given the wife, the elbow and, and, you know, a very nonchalant point, like, look, 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 somebody's got it on. So I was, um, I was at an airport. I saw a guy with a fly fish 97 hat. I almost tackled him. <laughs> <laughs> right? No doubt. But yeah, uh, I mean, it was, it was almost at that level. It was for sure. Yeah. It's funny. I love it. Um, let, let's, uh, let's talk about, um, how, how we find you. So you've got the dot com. like is obviously Instagram. I know you're super active on Instagram. Where do we find you? What's your Instagram handle? That is, uh, at R5 underscore FFT. So the FFT is fly fishing threads. Um, unfortunately I'm not the, I'm not the first guy to have the, uh, the R5 handle on Instagram. So I had to, you know, had to be a little bit creative, but it still represents. Yep. Um, and, uh, the one that, you know, so obviously on Facebook too, those are the, the two, the two biggest, probably the two most pro- relevant at the moment. But, uh, the one that I really want to start tackling is TikTok. Um, you know, I've, uh, most recent trip, I tried to collect as much, as much video as possible. And, uh, I've got some new some new video editing tools. And this is going back to the creativeness again, right? So now I've got some video editing tools. I just need, you know, I gather my material and I sit here now and I'm, you know, trying to clip and snip videos and, and put stuff together. And um, 
you know, I've, I've put two, <laughs> two very short snippets on, uh, on TikTok, but yeah. man, the, uh, the audience there is, uh, is immense. It's huge. If you can, if you can start reaching, you know, the people that are there, that's a, that's a huge market base. So that's, mm. that, that's kind of the next, the next thing that, uh, I really want to tackle. Are you doing all your own social media right now? Or you've got a little help yeah. with that? No, okay. no, it's oh. everything. Everything is me and everything is spare time at the, at, uh, at the moment. Yeah. It's uh, it's a fascinating part of it for me and it's something that I'm not very good at, but um, I, I see, I see people that are good at it and uh, it sure helps. It sure helps. Right. I mean, it's like 24 hour promotion essentially. Yeah. Yeah, it is really. And uh, you know, that, that's where, you know, guys like Trevor and Stanton, they're, they're helping me out because yep. they, they have, you know, they're giving me a jump start. They've got the audience already. And, uh, you know, if they like, they like what I'm doing, I'm happy that, uh, we can do something together and, and get a, a bigger, a bigger, uh, audience in front of us. Yeah. Collectively. Good stuff. Let's yeah. take it back to the water for a moment. I'm just, this is a question I kind of throw in once in a while, but I have a feeling you might have a gooder. Um, <laughs> any crazy fish stories or fishing stories, you know, has anything weird happened to you in your time on the water that you kind of sat back and went, wow, that was, that was weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've been waiting for you to ask me this one, Mark. <laughs> okay. I don't ask this yeah. one every time, just so you know, I don't know why. Yeah. All right. So, um, this is, this is going to go back probably two two springs now, um, yearly week-long fishing trip in the spring uh buddy and i there's three of us we're heading out on the road we've decided uh, we're going to go to roche and uh if you know roche if anybody's fished roche and they know it uh they know uh carl's flats there's a off-grid campsite right on the side of carl's flats yeah and uh, it's a bit of a goat trail to get in there but uh, we got in and set up camp and you know it was i think it was a saturday we got there and you know it was first week of may so the ice had literally just come off you know less than less than a week before and uh you know we get out in the lake fishing's good on the saturday you know happy about that um you know the next day rolls around and uh clay first one up we're, we're in my trailer and he says dude it snowed I said, ha ha, right, right. And I opened up the blind and sure enough, there's like, <laughs> you know, 12 inches of snow. I'm like, oh, you're kidding me. And uh, so, you know, day goes by, snow melts, that's fine. Next day, the entire day it snows. So now we're, you know, Sunday, Monday, it's kind of, you know, the days are kind of shot because it's been snowing. By the time Tuesday rolls around, lake has started to turn over. And, uh, you know, <laughs> fishing's going downhill. And we're thinking, man, what else can go wrong here? And uh, so, you know, the, the third guy in the party, he leaves on the Tuesday. He's, he's done. So we help him get out. And it's just me and my buddy Clay. And we're sitting around on the Wednesday. And we head out into the water. And we're fishing. You know, we're, we're picking up a few things here and there. Nothing, nothing spectacular. And it's coming around to lunchtime. And, uh, you know, we look at each other and said, you want to go back, go back to the campsite and get a bite to eat? Absolutely. For sure. Let's go. So we rip back and, uh, you know, we start the fire and got the lawn chairs, get our food. 
sit down and uh, we actually put on one of your podcasts and it comes really? to this. Yeah. So we're listening to the podcast and uh, off in the distance, like way off in the distance, you can start hearing barks and howls. And this is midday and, you know, kind of looking at each other and it's, you hear that? And he's like, no, nah, no, nope, nothing. And, you know, a couple minutes later, you hear it again and now it's closer. And this carries on for probably another 10 minutes. You keep hearing barking and howling and you suddenly start realizing it's not one animal. It's not two. It's an entire pack of animals. <laughs> and it's getting closer and closer. And I'm looking at them. And now we're both like looking at each other. What the hell is this? You know, it can't be coyotes. You know, it's middle of the day. That doesn't make sense. I don't think there's, <laughs> there's not wolves around here. So, and uh, now it's like getting closer and closer. It's right on top of us practically. And I remember, you know, we're kind of looking at each other and Clay looks over his left shoulder and in a split second, he yells bear. <laughs> he does like a backflip out of his lawn chair. He runs for the trailer. I run forward to my boat and I do like the fastest boat launch ever. And I'm <laughs> out into the middle of Carl's flats. And as I turn around, a black bear absolutely blasts through our campsite, like, no stopping, not curious. He's at a full sprint through our campsite, blast through. And you know, all I can see is Clay looking out the window, you know, doors locked in the trailer, and I'm out in the middle of Carl's Flats, my boat. What the hell? And uh, the, the, the noise is getting louder, and all of a sudden, here comes a pack of bloodhounds. They, you know, there's, uh, there's a group of hunters. Uh, they, they've got their pack of bloodhounds. <laughs> They're chasing down a bear through our campsite and so you know this pack of pack of bloodhounds they go through the campsite and there's one guy that's uh, one bloodhound he gets lost and he's astray now he's just roaming around our campsite (laughs) doing the old bloodhound howl trying to get somebody to answer back to him and so now we're in the campsite trying to figure out what to do with this bloodhound and uh all of a sudden now we start hearing honking uh back up on the road and so we, you know, obviously bears gone, dogs are gone. We've got this one stray. We're back in the campsite now. We're like laughing and crying, you know, crying. We're laughing so hard. Like yeah. what the hell just happened? And, uh, you know, we, we take this dog, walk him up the goat trail, back up to the, to the forestry road. And there's this group of hunters, you know, looking for their wayward dog. <laughs> and, uh, so, man, you guys, you guys scared the scared the hell out of us you know? and they, they had a really good laugh and said yeah that thing came right through your campsite so yeah bloody hell it did oh man <laughs> yeah so um, yeah they uh i, I know they they ch- they said they chased him down over by uh Ernest. they had treated him over by Ernest. so it was a it was a good chase it was a long a long haul for all wow. parties involved that's wild yeah can you uh, paint me a picture of maybe the opposite of that, like your perfect day? So I'm, shouldn't say, I mean, that still sounds like a good day. You got to get story yeah. out of it. But your dream day. So if everything kind of goes your way, Andrew, and you're like, man, this is exactly, if I could write a script, this is it. You know, me and my buddy, the water's flat. We're fishing this. We're drinking that. We're the weather's this we're chasing what are we tying on paint us a picture of your perfect day if there is such a thing yeah oh there is easily that uh, that day starts um with a coffee 
well dosed with Baileys and uh, just sitting at the uh, sitting lakeside watching watching risers out front of the campsite in the lake. You know, there's a I prefer fall over spring fishing. I mean, obviously I like both, but you know, I like the days to start cold and warm up and, and cool off again and having good campfires. Um, so the day starts kind of cold. You know, there's a little bit of mist coming off the lake. You're watching some risers out in the lake. And uh, breakfast happens after first fish. You, you head out, you get in the boat, you go out and you find what you're looking for. You, you zero in on those fish. And, uh, you know, a perfect day is like, no question. You don't have to work for them too hard. They're, they're there, they're willing. And, uh, you know, you get, a good, you get a good hour or two session in and then you turn around and you head back to the campsite and you got your fire going. You cook up some breakfast and it, it's just hour 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 after set hour after sessions where you're you're in you're out you're just constantly taking that time to go out have a good session come back in take a break you know by lunchtime now you're starting to have a couple of beverages you're getting back out there you come back in you're doing dinner and you just wash rinse repeat you know those are those are the the <laughs> trips where yeah you know if if i can do that two three days in a row i, I go home really happy oh yeah those are the ones when usually you've been there a while, right? Like, so if it's only yeah. like a short day or two, it's hard to find that zone. But if you're out there yeah. for four or five, six days, you can kind of find that that sweet spot where it's like, I don't have to be out there 24-7. I can yeah. relax and go back. Like, you know what I mean? It's 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 just kind of leisurely. Yeah, it is. And that, and that's what I like. It's that, that leisurely sort of casual feel to it. Um, you know, I do, I do a lot of day trips where I'm, I'm running up from the lower mainland, you know, at an ungodly hour in the morning to get up right. first light and, and put in, you know, a good shift, four or five, six hours, and then turn around and head back down to the lower mainland. And that's, that's power fishing. You know, you, you, you're on a clock, you're trying to maximize your time, you're, you're, you're hoping you're getting something and that you're not leaving, uh, you know, unfulfilled, I guess, you know, if it wasn't, if it wasn't a great day, you, you power fished, you're on your way home. You're thinking, man, maybe I could have done something else today, but then, but then suddenly you go, no, nah, no way. I had a good day. <laughs> well, I, I've done some of those now. Now, granted, I'm kind of a lot closer to it than you are. So it might be yeah. an hour drive instead of four or, I just find those days where we choose to drive that far, you're all day, you're you're zoned in, you're kind of hyped up. It, there's wind, then you turn around and you drive back. It's like you got at the end of the day, there's just nothing left, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just I, I I just finished one of those uh, mid September. Um, you know, came up, met, met, a, met another buddy of mine, Chuck up, um, up by his house. We went to, uh, went up to another lake that, um, you know, was, was prime pickings, we'll say. And we didn't get there until about two in the afternoon and fished until dark, which was, you know, right around seven thirty, eight o'clock and, uh, head back down. I dropped him off. And then I decided, you know, I had commitments the next day on Sunday. So I drove home and man, what a brutal drive home. But, um, huh. you know, there's probably about three times where I had to pull over and get out and do some jumping jacks and, you know, where, you know, stop and hope, get a, you know, huge coffee down that. And I'm looking at my watch going, oh, it's 1030 at night, but <laughs> ah, it was worth it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah. So 
talk to me about where you think we're at as a group. Like, and what I mean by that is fly fishing. Like, where are we at? It seems like there's lots of people into it. Um, I mean, heck, you got a brand built around it. You must think that, you know, that we're in a pretty good spot. Yeah, yeah, I am. You know, there's um, there's definitely a healthy community. Um, I don't know what the outlook is for uh, younger people joining the, you know, joining this, you know, enthusiastic group of people that love fly fishing, specifically still water fly fishing. Um, you know, I've got two sons, 21 and 18, and right now they don't exhibit any desire to fly fish not to say that that might not change and i'm Mm -hmm. holding out hope but you know i don't know if that's indicative of that entire age group like it's just not interesting but um the the people that are in and they are involved and they do love it and they have a passion for it they're you know they're such a great group of people and there it seems to be you know a really big community like you know i talked about the stillwaters page but there's there's easily, you know, uh, a half a dozen to a dozen uh, different pages on Facebook that are dedicated to some kind of trout fishing mm-hmm. in British Columbia. And there, there's, there's people spread across all of those pages. So, yeah. you know, there, there's a lot of people out there and that's really encouraging. And uh, what I hope is that, you know, a lot of those people, you know, hold the you know, hold wildlife and, and wilderness dear to them. Because, uh, you know, one of the things that I like to practice is, is leave it cleaner than you found it. You know, if you go in somewhere, take out everything that you brought in. If you see something, take it out with you. And, and I hope everybody can do that, too, and just, you know, preserve what we've got because it's precious. Yeah. Amen. I think, too, mm-hmm. just getting in the great outdoors, uh, getting away from the, the laptops, the, the iPads, the iPhones, and I mean, we're all guilty of it now. It's like, it's this thing where you're looking at, okay, I can't, I caught a fish. I better post this or, um, <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's a weird, weird, especially for coming from my point of view where there were, I never had a phone growing up. There were no phones. There were no, iPhones, yeah. there were no, there were no cell phones. Um, you know, you had to run home to make a phone call and, <laughs> and, and your, your phone sure as hell didn't take pictures when you got it you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. it's pretty wild where we're at. And I think that, that, that learning curve for me has been shortened so much. And I think that's a real thing we need to embrace. Like I always hear, uh, people kind of say, well, it's not as good as it used to be, but I, th- I think it's better. And I think, I think for a lot of reasons it's better. There's more people doing it. Uh, yeah, maybe it's a little more crowded. There's more people on the planet to begin with, but, uh, you're spending time in the outdoors you know that's that in my mind is just time well spent and and good for the psyche yeah that's that definitely it's good it's good for the soul it's good to just get out there and disconnect um and uh yeah i mean i couldn't agree more that's that's totally the way i look at it I love what you're up to, man, with R5. It's uh, it's going to do big things, and uh, if we can ever help you out, let me know if you ever want to jump on a call or, better yet, chase some fins. Um, I appreciate what you're up to. Yeah, 100%. I will, uh, you can guarantee I will take you up on that offer. I know there's definitely... Uh... There's definitely a body of water somewhere central between us that uh, I could I could meet you at for sure. <laughs> 
We've been chatting tonight with Andrew Kling out of Chilliwack, British Columbia. He has R5. Look him up. Um, if you want to go on uh, the old googly bear, www.r5ive.com, or check him out better yet on Instagram. Um, anything else we should be throwing out there when folks are looking for you? Uh, oh, then TikTok too, right? Yep, yep. TikTok is uh, it's it's a little bit slower to get going, but uh, again, that's uh, underscore at uh, at underscore R five. Beauty. Thank yep. you, my friend. Appreciate it. Tight lines and uh, ha- have a great. Uh, we'll call it tying season, but for you, it's probably uh, designing hoodie season. You got it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate it. The Fly Fishing ninety seven podcast is brought to you by theflycrate.com. Thank you for listening to the Fly Fishing 97 podcast. Your feedback matters. Let us know if there's a person or topic you'd like discussed. Email us at mark at flyfishing97.com. Until next time, tight lines and we'll see you on the water.